Good morning, Denver, and welcome to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report, brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage, providing nationwide, world-class customer service right here in the Mile High City. I'm Joe Massey, along with my co-host, Catherine Gutierrez, providing you with more than 20 years combined experience in mortgage lending. We are here to share inside knowledge and experience of the home buying and refinance process. We have a terrific guest in the studio this morning, Brooke Hanks with Keller Williams. Brooke, good morning. Great to see you today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Catherine, good morning. Great to see you this beautiful Saturday morning. Yeah, it's absolutely good Saturday. Always good to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, tell our guests uh, or tell our listeners a little bit about what we've got on tap for our show today. Yeah, today we're kind of going to go over kind of what Brooke specialized in, how to be successful in today's market. So a little update on today's market and then how to write strong offer when you are working with buyers. So Brooke has some tips and tricks on how to do that. She does bring 10 years of experience to the table. So she does have um, a bunch of knowledge um, to help anyone be successful with purchasing or selling a piece of real estate here in Colorado. And then we do have three open houses houses we're going to be reviewing um, at the end of the show on um, busy season now and then of course the event of what's going on this weekend here in Colorado. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT brought to you by Castle and Cook Mortgage. For any questions about permanent financing here in Colorado give us a call 303 303- 809-7769. All right. Again, this morning in the studio, we have Brooke Hanks with your, uh, with Keller Williams Real Estate. I forgot you changed Blast recently. <laughs> right? Uh, Brooke can be reached anytime at 720-988-5952. And as a reminder, Castle and Cook Mortgage and Keller Williams are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other. Brooke, tell us a little bit about yourself and your past experience in real estate. Yeah. So it's been a grueling 10 years in the real estate market here in Denver. <laughs> yeah. um, I am an East Coast gal originally. So I moved here in 2009 and thought, man, wouldn't it be great to build a real estate career? So if you can imagine where the market was in 2009, being a brand new agent, brand new to Colorado, it was quite a humbling start. Sure, Uh, But I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Um, So really, it was just a great experience to uh, learn a market, to work with a lot of distressed properties, foreclosures, investors in that market, and then watch the market shift and take off. Yeah, you've been here just the right time to come in right when the market was right at the bottom, mm-hmm. right? And then you had people that were stressed. Oh my God, is the bottom going to continue to fall? Right. What are we going to do? Should I buy? Should I sell? I got a short sale. Right. Maybe I want to buy this foreclosure or maybe I'll wait another week and the price is going to go down. Yeah. Um, and now what's the market like? You know, it's been a blessing because my clients have doubled and somewhat tripled in value over the last 10 years. Uh, But you guys know we've seen a very accelerated, fast-moving market the last couple years. Um, I'm sure you're seeing also, we're seeing a little bit of a stabilization, which is nice to see. Um, You know, things are still flying off the shelf, but I feel a little bit more uh, comfort in knowing that we're normalizing a bit. I agree. Let's talk a little bit about that. Last year, and really since about 2014, we've been seeing prices go up. 8%, 10%, 12% 8%, 10%, 12% a year, depending on some pockets of the area. Right. What are you seeing so far? We're about four and a half months in. What are you seeing year to date for price increases? So it still depends on the neighborhood, but I can remember in that pocket four or five years ago, running numbers on my neighborhood and seeing a 16% increase oh and thinking, goodness. oh my God. I think I ran the numbers wrong. I think <laughs> I suck at math, you know, yeah, that but can't I be right. it. But now, you know, I see a kind of average six to eight to nine percent. Your mm-hmm. Denver hot areas are still in that nine, ten percent, which is an amazing rate of return. It's probably killing your stock market portfolios still. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's more normal, you know, and I like the feeling of that because we can't sustain that 9, 10, 16% increase year over year at this point, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And talking about that, one of the questions we get all the time, Catherine, you know this one, are we in a bubble? 
<laughs> oh, I hate that question. <laughs> you know, I, I, I equate it to... I don't think the bubble's going to pop. I don't think the sky is falling. But for me, I look at it as we're making a shift in the market. You know, if you think about, you know, how a a cruise ship makes a left turn Mm -hmm. versus how a NASCAR car makes a left turn, we're just cruising along, making that subtle shift in the market. We're not doing a hard left and Mm -hmm. crashing by any means, in my opinion. I think you're exactly right. Now, Catherine, you get that question a lot from our lending clients. Uh, What are people concerned about with prices going up so fast? The um, prices going up so fast, kind of our buyers are really scared of, oh, should I buy now or not? Like, oh, no, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. I'm, right. I'm waiting for the bubble. And we're like, yeah. why not just talk to us now, see what's possible now? Again, you want to get into real estate sooner than later. Right. N- nothing's going to change. Like, we're going to wait another year, another year. I mean, it might change. The prices might go up. So might as well buy that, you know, small condo or whatever you, you can financially do. And just get right. get on with it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I always tell people, you never hear people say, man, I wish I hadn't bought that house. Exactly. Right. I Nobody. wish I hadn't bought that investment property. Exactly. But man, you hear them say, I wish I hadn't sold. Or right. I should have got a few more. Like right. we hear that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I made people really rich in 2010, <laughs> 11, 12. I Definitely. was like, why was I not buying property then? Exactly. That's right. That's yeah. right. Now, what do you think about that, Brooke? Exactly what Catherine said. Some people say, hey, you know what? I'm going to wait and wait for prices to come down. What's your your take on that when folks have that? They're not going to come down in the way that they think. And you guys know as much as anyone that the more you wait, the longer you wait, that decreases your buying power. That's right. If you run the numbers and you look at Mm -hmm. interest rates and what you could afford in the market now versus 16, 18 months out with appreciation, you guys are the best people to show them that you reduce your buying power by waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent when we see it and and sometimes it's not the right time to buy. Hey, I've got to work on my credit or, Hey, you know, my spouse is pregnant. We want to have the baby then move into the new place. Totally cool. But if it's truly just a financial measurement, I think real estate owned today is always better than real estate that we might own at some point in the future. What do you guys think? Totally agree. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Absolutely. Now, Brooke, another question for you. Tell us what's your favorite part of real estate. You enjoy working with buyers, sellers, investors. What's your favorite thing you do? I mean, the favorite thing for me is just serving people for their needs, really getting to the closing table and knowing that we got there, we accomplished that. You know, all transactions have sticky situations that pop up. Real estate is not glamorous, as we know. (laughs) It's not like million dollar listing on TV? No, not HGTV. It is not like that. This is not, we cruise around in our fancy cars on the weekend and, you know, open some doors. But for me, it's part of the challenge and part of getting from point A to point B And I always tell my clients, our job is to make this as seamless for you. There may be things blowing up in the background, but that's Mm -hmm. my job to take care of. We're here to get you from point A to point B, no matter what it takes. And that's what I love about it, is that we can do that. We can accomplish that. My team's been doing this for 10 years. If there's something that's going to get thrown as a fork in the road, we know it before someone throws it, and we can circumvent. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we talk about a lot at our office as well. Hey, the building could be on fire. I want you picking up the phone, and everything is calm and we're going to handle it. Right. What are the issues? What are the problems? It's our job to handle those problems and not let the buyer or the seller panic exactly. or freak out. Because, I mean, Brooke, how many times have you bought or sold a home as, a, as an agent? You've done two, 300 transactions? Yeah, hundreds. We're probably over 300 at this point. Yeah. And yeah. this might be the buyer's first time, right. second, maybe their fifth time. Right. They might have a little bit of a panic attack. Right. That's the whole reason they're hiring you to keep them calm, right? Well, and especially if the market has shifted. You know, when I yeah. got into the market, it was a buyer's market. Now we're in a seller's market. So things are 
going to shift no matter how many transactions you've done. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Now, Brooke, if anybody wants to get in touch with you to talk about buying a home, selling a home, or just learning more about the Denver real estate market, what's the best phone number we could reach you at? Best phone number is 720-988-5952. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM1690 KDMT. Brought to you by Castle and Cook Mortgage. For any questions, give us a call, 303-809-7769. All right, ladies. So we were speaking a little bit about the market and things are stabilizing a little bit. Now, we I think we're all in agreement. We're not in a bubble. The bubble's not going to burst. Correct. But would you say this is still a, a seller's market or is a, a buyer's market right now? Personally, I think it depends on the price point in the neighborhood. We're yeah. seeing a little bit of shift there. We're seeing some pockets where the buyers do have power. Mm-hmm. I can remember last year negotiating a contract on an investment property, keeping all my dates and deadlines and getting it under list price, thinking, oh my goodness. I got this. When I'm did the greatest that agent ever. Yes, I rock. Um, so again, I think you have to look at the turnover. You have to look yeah. at how many listings you're competing against. And if you're in the hot Denver neighborhoods where they're still going under contract 7, 10, 14 days in, that's clearly a seller's market. Uh, we're seeing the higher end of the market. You know, If you go down to Castle Pines, you've got some neighborhoods where you've got 20 higher end, seven, eight million dollar properties that are sitting and you do have some leverage as far as a buyer. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think it's very neighborhood specific. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine, we see this a lot under 300,000. Are we seeing competition in those areas? Absolutely. It's either yeah. investors or, you know, first time home buyers just trying to get in real quick um, and they have to compete with investors, which usually they have more, you know, leverage when it comes to right. financing. So, I mean, it is dependent on price point, where they want to buy, where, which neighborhood. There's so many factors. So, you're right. It's not yes or no. It's dependent on a few things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I will tell you, I had a 350 listing out in Bennett. Mm-hmm. We were not beating down buyers for that <laughs> one. So right. again, it's yeah. location specific. You know, we finally got that one sold, but it was a very normal. I think we we're on the market almost three months, and we right. found our buyer and we got yeah. it done. Right. But it's easy for people to go into panic mode if they haven't sold their house in a week now. Yeah. You right. Know? And the thing about it, 90 days or three months on the market, that's appropriate. That's still normal. Right. right. That's that's a normal. A normal market is six months of inventory. You yeah. Know, what about the days when houses sat for four or five months? Right. You know, our clients are going to freak out when that normal market comes back. That's <laughs> yeah. right. I think you're exactly <laughs> right. Now, because there is such low inventory, do you have any special things that you do to find properties that have not been listed yet? I know we all have access to the MLS, um, but one of the things I know you're really great at is finding those, you know, little jewels on the MLS, but what about something that's not on the MLS? How can you find those? Yeah. So I always tell my clients it is worth looking. However, there's really only about a two to 4% chance that we're going to find something, or if we do, we'll be allowed access. Mm. Uh, But I always go to my, my real estate agent network. I mean, right now I have an investor looking for a property in the Brownstones. So I reach out to all my realtors. Hey, who has something coming? If there's something specific, a specific floor plan, I had an elderly lady that needed an end unit ranch style. We sent a mailer out to every end unit ranch style property. Um, We didn't get any responses on that particular one, but I think it's all about the intention that you put out there and the activity Mm -hmm. because it will breed some type of result, whether it's that off market deal or that gym that does show up in the MLS. But definitely, I think as your agent, you should be proactive in going out and soliciting possible off market deals. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Right. And Catherine, we mm-hmm. see that with folks getting wholesale transactions or yeah. door knocking. We exactly. see a lot of transactions yeah, like that. Yeah, we, we hear a lot of success door knocking, like, hey, um, the client likes this particular neighborhood. Yeah. Door knock. And then, yeah. like, it usually, I mean, works out or at least yeah. some interest. Maybe not, again, maybe not that transaction at the moment, but they'll, they have your contact information if right. they want to sell in the future. 
Right. You know, they know that you're going to work really hard. Yeah. So. And certainly not that the sky is falling. But right. I will yeah. say I'm seeing the numbers of pre foreclosures tick up a little bit. Yep. You know, I just have a sampling from my own database and past clients. I just had a client say, hey, I found this pre foreclosure on Zillow. Let's go knock the door. Let's see what yep. their situation is. I think that those numbers will increase. I don't think they'll flood the market, but I think we're going to start to see a little bit of that come back. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. People forget that even in good times, there's foreclosures. Right. There's still people right. that pass away and their home is foreclosed. There's still people that get sick. There's still people that lose their job, that get moved. Yeah. There's always going to be those life events that create foreclosures. Now, it might not be a property that's worth 500000 that you can buy for fifty. Right. Right. <laughs> but maybe it's a $400,000 property that you could buy for three seventy five. Mm-hmm. Those are out there. Um, takes a little more time and effort to yeah. find them, but they are there. Yep, absolutely. Now, again, Brooke, if somebody wants to get in touch with you to uh, learn more about buying a home, talking about some of your off market strategies, best phone number we could reach you at. Best phone number is seven two zero nine eight eight five nine five two, and they can also go to sellwithbrooke.com. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT, brought to you by Castle and Cook Mortgage. For any advice or tips on purchasing in Colorado, give us a call, 303-809-7769. All right. I think we're all in agreement. We're not in a bubble. Still a seller's market in certain price ranges. Um, So as a buyer, I've really got to put my best foot forward Mm -hmm. um, because I always say there's three parts of a contract, price, terms and experience, right? Price, we all know I want the highest price. Terms, I'll close in your time frame or, you know, if you need more, faster, whatever. And then experience, hey, I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm actually going to, you know, work with you to get there. But what are the important factors that you see, Brooke, of writing an appealing contract? If I'm a buyer, $300,000 property, I know there's going to be four or five offers. Maybe there's not 20, but I still got to shine over that four or five other offers. What are some of the tips and tricks you give to your buyers? Yeah, I love this. This separates the good from the great. Um, But really, it is all about setting the stage for communication. And so if we know there's one particular property that's at the top of their list that we know we're going to make an offer. I'm calling that agent before we even see the property. Hey, we're going to see 123 Main Street. Is there anything that we should know about that property before seeing it? Mm -hmm. And then once we've seen it, hey, thanks so much for having us in. Is there anything that seller's looking for in particular for a strong contract? Because we know price matters. We don't want to give away our full house hand to them, but we want to know what is important to that seller mm-hmm. in a closing time frame in possession. Yeah. Um, and then outside of that, it is just writing a really strong contract. You know, we see contracts come in all the time that you're like, wow, these dates and deadlines make no sense mm-hmm. or it's incomplete. There's so much value in having your agent write a complete, strong contract. And then on on top of that, the bells and whistles that we've done for years and we will continue to do no matter how the market is, is writing a really strong cover letter on behalf of the client that I write and submit. You know, I know there's debacles about client love letters. Mm -hmm. I still have my client write a love letter to the seller because I think that that can matter. Um, And then having the lender call as well when you submit that offer saying, hey, their lender is going to call and vouch for them that they are pre-approved and pre-qualified. Yeah. So all those things are amazing when you tie it all together. That's right. Not one thing makes your offer better, but you start putting all of those together. Oh, yeah. My offers rise to the top. And I've even had clients that have come out being the winner that weren't the highest offer. That's right. And at the closing table, it'll be amazing for that seller to say, look, you weren't the highest offer, but we loved the completeness of your your offer. We Mm -hmm. loved your love letter or something about the terms that we were amenable to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome because you sometimes it is not the highest price. It's like, oh, this is going to be a smooth transaction. This is going to be a little bit easier than just the highest price. Then this guy is not calling me back. They're not replying to my emails. Stress, highest price. 
sometimes people weigh that out. Right. And I can tell you a horror story. Years ago as a listing <laughs> agent, I had, you know, multiple offers come in and I had a cash offer that was $1,000 higher than the other offers. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, we're oh. going to take this one. We want that extra $1,000. Sure. Oh my gosh. We were regretting that. That woman was horrible yeah. and there was fighting over curtain rods. And I just thought, wow, we, we could have done a little bit more due diligence there because that thousand dollars was painful for us by the end. Right. So you have to look at all facets and, you know, unfortunately in this market, you have to look at agent production yeah. and you really want to see, okay, how's that client represented? How's that agent going to service this facility this transaction, you know, and facilitate the transaction? Yep. I think you're exactly right. So we were speaking about it earlier before we went on the air. Uh, used to be the 80, 20 rule, 80% of the agents are doing 20% of the transactions or 20, 20% of the agents, 20% of the agents are doing 80% of the transactions. What do you think it is now? It it is definitely 10% of us are doing 90% of the transactions in the marketplace. Yeah, I agree. Real estate is a small world and you do have a lot of agents that do a deal here and there, friends, family, family, hobbyist, um, but that top producing agent pool is shrinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. And I I talk about this a lot on the show that, Hey, maybe you're new and I know you're not new, Brooke, but maybe you have a new agent or maybe you have a new agent on your team. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean they shouldn't get a chance, but they need to be able to say, Hey, you know what? I've got Brooke, my mentor. Right. So I'm a newer agent, but Brooke is overseeing every single piece of this. Right. Right. We talk about that at the office a lot. Right. Because as a team member of Joe Massey's team, I'm like, I might be a little new, fresh, but Joe's backing me up. So don't worry. He's going to review this. That you have a team in place. It doesn't mean you have to be on a team, but I tell my mentees and agents that, you know, I mentor throughout, you have a team, you know, whether you know it or not, you do. And you tell your clients, you've got backup, you've got a team in place. If there's a question you can't answer, you're going to get the answer. Yeah, that's right. And especially if you're newer, Hey, you know what? You get all of my attention because you're my only transaction. Right. But I do have Brooke backing yeah. me up and making right. sure that I'm crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's, making mm-hmm. sure I'm writing a good contract. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that sometimes we overlook. It could be a newer person, but we need to talk with them, find out what's your right. what's your support system. Hey, you're new and you have your own company and you don't know how to spell real estate. <laughs> I might be a little worried about that. Or pronounce realtor. That's yeah. such right? a pet peeve of mine when people say, I'm a realtor. I'm like, no, you're not. Wait, you mean it's not realtor? <laughs> it's <laughs> a realtor. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Brooke, if somebody wants to get in touch with you. Best phone number we could reach you at. Best phone number is 720-988-5952. And you said you have a website. What's your website address? I do. It's sellwithbrook.com. All right. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT brought to you by Castle and Cook Mortgage. If you have any questions on how to reach your real estate goals, give us a call 303 309-7769. Now let's talk a little bit more about writing that strong contract and really, you know, putting your best foot forward. Um, Can you be flexible with certain things? Maybe we've we've figured out our price. Let's call it $350,000. We're not going to waver from that. Um, What are some other things we can be flexible on, like with dates with the seller? Yeah, you know, for me, I always like to push my dates earlier in a transaction. That way, if there's going to be something that blows, we're not tying up the property. So yeah. I like to put that out there and tell them why. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as purchase price, I've, I've had success with escalation clauses okay. in a competitive bidding situation that just says, hey, we will uh, match or exceed any higher offer by X amount up to this maximum purchase sure. price. So that's been pretty successful to put in there. And then also a biggie in our market is negotiation on possession. Yeah. A lot of these sellers need time in their home after closing, and we have to be, you know, accepting of that and be able to, 
give them that if they need it. Yeah, that's a big one. Hey, you know yeah. what, Mr. Seller, we're going to close on whatever, May 31st. Right. We'll let you have the house for another 30 days for right. free. That way you've got your cash. This transaction's closed. You can go close on your next purchase. Right. Move in, take two or three days with the movers, the U-Haul truck, whatever. And then, hey, we're going to move in on July 1st. Is that something that would be valuable to you, Mr. Exactly. Seller or Mrs. Seller? And that phone call after you've shown it where you say, hey, is there anything that they're looking for? If you know that and mm-hmm. no other agent has asked that question, oh my gosh, they're going to think you read their mind. Absolutely. And like a lot of people are um, waiting to purchase before they sell their homes. So mm-hmm. a lot of people do need those 30, maybe yeah, 30, 60 45 days. days. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. One of my favorite stories about this, I had a transaction a couple years ago and it was a 90 day contract. Oh goodness. And I asked the agent, I said, Hey, you know, it doesn't take 90 days to close. What's the matter? And she said, no, double check. We moved all the dates, loan appraisal. Everything it was only 21 days, Right. but they were flexible with the closing date for the seller because the seller wanted to close right after their children were out of school wow. and then moved to Texas. And they didn't want to close in 30 days. And they had offers actually higher price, cash close in 10 days, close in 30 days. They took our offer because the agent, the buyer's agent, called, spoke with them, found out the issues that, hey, I don't want to move twice while my kids are in school. Right. I want to close right after they're out of school on May 15th because then we're packing up and moving to Texas. Yeah. You know, and so we got that property under contract like February 20th. Yeah. Got everything done in March and then just hung out, you know, but it all comes back to talking with the seller, knowing what's important to them and being able to accomplish their goals. Would you agree? Absolutely. I have a story about that, too, that my house I live in now, I actually bought from one of my clients. Yeah. You know, and we literally sat. I I don't I don't recommend this, to be honest, (laughs) but it worked in our situation. We sat at the kitchen table and we negotiated the deal. Yeah. And I said, okay, when do you want to close? Same thing. It was like March. Their kids got out of school. I think we closed in um, early June. So not quite a 90 day. Yeah. But, you know, I just said, hey, we want to make this work. What do you want? Yeah. You know? Yep. I think that's a big one that people forget. They're like, oh, I want to write a contract on this house. Do you want to write right. a contract or do you want to buy the house? Exactly. Because they're not the there same thing. There is a difference. Yeah. They're right. not the same thing. And we see that a lot. Right, Catherine? Absolutely. Like it's it's personable experience. That's why no, no robot could replace our agent. Right. No robot could replace your lender. It's all about communication. What do you really want? And that's like a phone call. Really get that information. Yeah. And it's so easy, but yet people don't do it. Exactly. That's right. Com- common, common sense is not common practice. Right. right? Oh, exactly. It makes me so sad, actually. Yeah. Yep, I think you're exactly right. Well, Catherine, as we're getting to, towards the end of the show here, I think we've got a couple of great open houses. Tell us about our first one from Alex Saldana. Yeah. Our first open house is an Arvada listing, again, brought to us by Alex from Your Castle Real Estate. His number is 720-619-6149. The address is 8683 West 86th Place in Arvada. Listing price 400 thousand four bedroom two bath um square footage is around 2500 it's a great two guard garage and then it has an extra spot for an rv um if you're that outdoorsy type family um the open house is going on right now till 2 p.m and of course alex always has a gift card raffle for home depot for 50 bucks yeah so, terrific open house out there I, I saw the pictures of that one it's a great property isn't yeah it? and arvada is always really nice just close enough downtown if you want to get out but arvada is a very um, family friendly neighborhood Absolutely. Next one brought to us by Caroline Van Velkenberg from Your Castle Real Estate. You can reach Caroline at 303 303- 
946-8821. This property is 11963 West 71st Avenue, also in Arvada. Listed for 515000 five-bed, three-bath home, fully remodeled, egress windows in the basement. Just a gorgeous property. It's being held open this afternoon from 1 o'clock until 3.30. So make sure you get out there and check out that property. And then I think we have one more. Yeah, one more um, open house this weekend from Simon Densins from um, Your Castle Real Estate. His number is 720-936-7873. He has a great listing in Highland Ranch. The address is 3465 Westbrook Lane, listed at 6999. Um, again, it's right off the High- Highlands Ranch Golf Course, um, right behind um, Hole 16. So you could literally see the golfers out your window. It's a four-bedroom, three-bath um, mountain views, golf course, very quiet, but I mean entertaining if you are a golfer. Um, the open house is going on today and tomorrow from 12 to 3. So give him a call if you have any more questions. His number is 720-936-7873. And then we've got a terrific event of the weekend. This is one I'm personally very excited mm-hmm. about. Yeah, the um, event that's going on this weekend, so it's Saturday and Sunday, it's the Colfax Marathon. So it starts at 6, um, so um, it's not a free event, um, you do have to pay for it, but I just wanted to let everyone know, because you know traffic might be um, blocked off certain streets, because they're going through um, Confluence Park, um, Bronco Stadium, and Cherry Creek Trail, so just be aware when you're driving out there. Yep, it's going to be a little bit of a zoo downtown. I'll be out there tomorrow morning, I'm yep. running the uh, Urban 10 Mile section, <laughs> nice. so i got a 10 mile run, i got to try and create, the, try and finish that in about 90 minutes tomorrow. So we'll see. Brooke, thank you again so much for joining us. Really enjoyed having you on the show. If any of our listeners want to get in touch with you, best phone number we could reach you at. Yeah, you're welcome. And the best number is 720-988-5952. Fantastic. Again, Brooke Hanks, Keller Williams, if you guys have any questions about buying a home, learning about the market, putting your best foot forward as a buyer, or getting that top dollar for your listing, please reach out to Brooke. Again, her number is 720-988-5952. Folks out there, if you have any questions about buying a home or refinancing your current mortgage, please feel free to call us anytime here at Castle Cook Mortgage. You can reach us at 303-809-7769. We're always available to answer your questions, and we would be happy to chat with you anytime. Catherine, thanks for another great show. Always fantastic seeing you. Absolutely. Make sure you guys check out those open houses, and thank you again for tuning into the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 with your host, Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez. Have a great weekend. We'll see you tomorrow at the Colfax Marathon, and we'll join you next Saturday at 11 a.m.